The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Uh, let me introduce to you Alistair Bunkle, who is the Middle East correspondent for Sky News. Uh, Alistair, you're welcome to the show and thank you for taking the time. I know how busy you are at the moment. Um, you are in, I understand, uh, southern Israel, not far from uh, the Gaza Strip. What is the latest in that part of the world today on aid accessing those in Gaza and in particular fuel? Well, what we've seen over the last few days is aid getting into Gaza. So that is is good news. The problem is, is that the number of trucks being allowed in is is very small compared to the need of Gazans. So we are seeing anywhere between sort of 15 and 20 a day. But the UN estimates that's about the equivalent of 3% of the average daily need uh, for Gaza. And so... Whilst we can't you know, dismiss the good news that aid is finally getting in and that diplomatic breakthrough has happened, a lot, lot more needs to get there. And I understand that there is a reluctance from the Israelis. We're going to be speaking to a spokesperson from the Israeli Ministry for Foreign Affairs in just a moment. But there's a reluctance from the Israeli government to, to allow too much fuel to make its way into Gaza. So I think I'd categorize the Israeli position on that in, in two ways. One is that they say Hamas have stockpiled many, many barrels of, of fuel. Um, and so if they want to help their own people, then the fuel is there to do so. And secondly, the Israelis fear that if fuel goes in, it will be stolen by Hamas and used as part of their, their war effort. The problem is that so many of... Uh, the sort of vital infrastructure of Gazan society needs fuel, particularly the hospitals, which need fuel, you know, just to run generators. They need fuel to run the machines to keep people alive. The UN need fuel in order to be able to properly distribute um, uh, their aid. I'm pretty sure, you know, fuel is needed to, to pump the water pipes as well to make sure that clean water can still run. And so those are the two positions, if you like. The Israelis are standing firm on not letting anything in from their side, uh, but some is going over the border from Egypt into Gaza. Um, We've all been waiting for this ground invasion to be launched. And I got an an update from yourself and Sky News to my phone in, in, in the last little while. Uh, as to the reason it may be delayed further, and it's to do with the US and missile defence systems. What can you tell me about that? Well, it's probably one you might get more clarity from the Israeli Foreign Affairs Ministry. But my assessment of it is that there's probably a number of reasons why it hasn't happened. Uh, The Americans, just to pick up on that point, yeah, they're, they're very worried about escalation around the region and they want to make sure and they've got a sizable military footprint across the middle east and they want to make sure that that, that military is is safe and protected if if things uh, escalate further around the region they also want to make sure that when things are, are really tense at the moment particularly on the, the lebanese border that a ground invasion isn't the spark for things to just spiral out of control and then you've got the hostage factor um, there is a feeling amongst quite a lot in the international community that although only 40, uh, sorry, four of what was, I think, 224 hostages have been returned, there is a feeling that the diplomatic process there is is working and could 
yield some far bigger releases uh, in the coming days. And so they want to give that mm. time, basically. Listen, Alistair, I, like I said at the outset, I know how busy you are. So thank you for taking those few minutes uh, for us. Pleasure. Alistair Bunkle is a Middle East correspondent uh, for Sky News. Uh, with us now is uh, Lior Hayat. He is a spokesperson uh, for the Israeli Ministry uh, for Foreign Affairs. Uh, Lior, you're welcome to the show as well. I, I want to ask about the UN and Antonio Gutierrez in a moment. But just on that issue of the ground invasion, given I was speaking to Alistair about it, um, one, when do you expect that will get underway? Will it get underway? Well, Shalom from Jerusalem. Uh, first of all, I, I'm not a military spokesperson. I, I, I speak for the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and the, the diplomatic efforts of Israel. But I do, I can say that uh, Israel is in a war. It's a war that was enforced on us by the Hamas terrorists on the October 7th. It was a war that was enforced on us after a massacre that killed over 1,400 Israelis. Uh, Babies, women, uh, children, the elderly, people were burned alive. Young women were, women were raped. There were executions of uh, people celebrating in the Supernova music festival. We have to defend ourselves against a terror organization that is worse than, worse than ISIS. It's, uh, I would have said that there are Based, but they are worse than this. They are animals. They are they are uh, monsters. And the only way to defend ourselves is to eliminate the Hamas control over the Gaza Strip. It will take time. It's a it's going to be a long war, but we will not return to a reality when on the other side of the fence, on the other side of the border, there are monsters that want to kill us. Uh, and they want to return to massacre people like they did on October 7. October 7 was the worst yeah. uh, pogrom in the history of the Jewish people since the Holocaust. It's an event that should be say that every time you speak about what's going on in the Middle East, you should start with that because the horrific things that we've seen and the things that we have revealed over the last uh, two and a half weeks are horrible. No human being should see those horrific things mm. that were the Hamas terrorists done in the south of Israel uh, on October 7th. Lior, do you not fear that what is happening now in Gaza sows the seeds for the next October 7th? You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm hearing a, a message that Israel is responsible for that. No, no, Israel that's not. That's not. What I'm saying, but I'm no, suggesting no, no, is exactly you know, like that. that, that, that you are, what you're doing today will come again in the future. But Israel left the Gaza Strip 18 years ago. 18 years ago, the Palestinians could have made the Gaza Strip a, 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 a perfect example for a coexistence. They could have built schools and hospitals and economy and tourism. But they didn't. They built an infrastructure of terrorism. They built a monster-like, worse than ISIS terror organization. They've launched over 100,000 rockets on Israel in 18 years. All of them, all of them on Israeli citizens. No, no Israeli would have thought to do the same thing as Hamas did 
on October 7th. So, so you're not then, worried? Is, no, that, is that the answer? You're not no, worried? I'm, I'm, I'm only worried that we are not willing to live side by side with Hamas controlling the Gaza Strip. It means that October 7th will return. We wish the best for the people of Gaza, really. We wish them the best. We wish, actually, when we eliminate Hamas control on the Gaza Strip, the first ones should be, that should be happy should be the civilians in Gaza yeah. that are living under... The, the people, who are, the people who are still alive, just to clarify. <laughs> you know, all, all the people that you're obliterating, yeah, you know, all those civilians, the they, they're not going to be very happy. In Israel, you know that while I'm speaking to you from Jerusalem, my family is in the safe room in Rishon LeZion because Hamas is shooting at them. So don't tell me that people are still alive. We have seen horrific, horrific scenes on October 7th. Israel has a right to defend itself. The responsibility of the lives of the people in Gaza lies on the hands of Hamas. They have the blood of their own people on their hands, and they have a lot of blood of Jews on their hands as well. So do, do, you, do you believe that, do you believe that responsibility to defend yourselves, that it, defense has to be proportional? What is the proportionate response for a burning alive a baby, beheading an infant, tying an entire family together and putting the house on fire? What's the resource, proportional response? Should we go into Gaza and rape 200 Gazian girls? Is this the response you're looking for? This is the, the word proportional is irrelevant when you look at the horrific, horrific things that they've done. There is no proportionality when you look at it. Those are monsters. So there, 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 is, there is no upper limit to how many innocent civilians that you were willing to slaughter in Gaza because no, of what happened on October 7th. No country in the world has the effort that Israel is doing to prevent innocent civilians from dying. Why are so many no dying then? I, do, yeah, but I, I keep hearing this, Leo. I keep hearing this from I keep hearing this from people like yourself that you're making these efforts. And for the for the fourth most sophisticated military in the world, you're very bad at it. You keep killing all these civilians you don't mean to kill. You're, you're, first of all, you're asking a question. I'm your guest in this show. Let me be the the most the, the lowest levels of polite, and let me answer the question that you're asking. Because if you only want to hear yourself, you have the entire show for that. The second thing is you're basing your numbers on a terror organization number that is known to be a liar. I didn't quote any numbers. No, but you said, how many do you kill? We've seen that they are inventing numbers. I asked you. I asked you how many was the no, upper limit. I, I didn't. I didn't I quote. Know, I didn't quote those. I didn't quote Hamas figures once. You see, you're so I used to your talking points, Lior. You didn't realize I didn't actually quote Hamas's figures. And I'll say the third thing: Israel asked the, the civil population of the north of Gaza to leave the area because Hamas is hiding there, using their own people as human shields. Hamas is preventing them from living. So we are doing, we're calling home of Palestinians, civilians, and telling them, leave your home. We are going to attack in this area. We are sending messages on papers telling people, leave this area. We don't want to hurt you. We are only targeting Hamas. Hamas is doing the exact opposite. They are the worst enemy of the Palestinian people.
So you are putting the responsibility of, of everything about, about us. You've asked the reporter from Sky about the fuel. We've shown today there is enough fuel in the Gaza Strip, but it's controlled by Hamas. Hamas is not giving the fuel to hospitals. Hamas is not giving the fuel to pumping water. Hamas is actually stealing fuel from the UN. We've seen that. The UN said that openly. And you're putting the blame on Israel. The UN also, the UN also say, well, you've quoted the UN now, the UN also accuse Israel of war crimes. Israel is operating under the international law. Very clearly. What we have seen. So believe the, believe the UN, believe the UN when they say things about Hamas. Don't believe them when they say things about Israel. No, first of all, I wish the UN would have said things about Hamas. But, uh, and they didn't. Not enough. Israel operates under the international law and the laws of war. This is, we are in democracy and a state of law. Hamas, every missile they launched, and they've launched over 7,000 in the last three weeks, is a double war crime. Because they are launching those missiles on civilians and they are hiding behind civilians to launch them. And that's besides the executions of 250 young people in a music festival, which is a crime against humanity, and raping young girls and burning alive babies. These are crimes against humanity. I wish you would have had a bit of empathy also to the victim in the Israeli side. We do have for the, uh, empathy for the people on the Palestinian side. We don't want to see it, not even one casualty of uh, uninvolved Palestinians. But unfortunately, we're fighting against monsters that are using their own people as human shields. And they know exactly when there are casualties on the other side, you, yourself, will blame Israel instead of blaming Hamas. Lior Hayat is a spokesperson for the Israeli Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Lior, thank you for joining us. Uh, Bravo uh, for calling out war crimes being committed on the people of Gaza, says one listener. When you listed them out, I was chilled to hear them. God love the misfortunes. You also acknowledge the war crimes being committed by Hamas. You said the Israeli, whoever is coming on, don't let them shout you down. They refuse to acknowledge their behaviour. Do not let them shut you up like they're trying to shut everybody up, says one listener. Uh, that text sent in, I assume, uh, before uh, myself and Lior got into our conversation. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.